0: Good morning. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly met last night, it voted to put a consumer's sales tax on cannabis products up for voters consideration in the municipal election this fall. The new measure would eliminate the standard city sales tax on cannabis and replace it with a marijuana tax that would increase gradually over the next three years, from 6% to 10%. The proceeds would benefit the Sitka School District Student Activity Fund, which helps families afford the cost of extracurricular activities, including travel and supplies. The Assembly considered a similar ballot question in 2021, but it failed on a split vote at the Assembly table. Last night, the group spent some time discussing what the program would look like with school district staff. Some assembly members wanted clarity on whether the funding would be additional or replace what the city already provides the schools in non-instructional funding. The assembly approved the measure on first reading on a 6-1 to vote, with Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis opposed. It will come before the group for a second reading at its next regular meeting in May. If the tax measure makes it through the Assembly process, it will be on the ballot in the October 4th municipal election. We'll have more on the Assembly's decision on Raven News tonight at 518. Alaska's Senate has approved a budget that would provide $5,500 in payments to residents and draw on savings amid a surge in the price of oil. The Senate Finance Committee originally proposed permanent fund dividends of roughly $2,600. That's half of the total draw from the state's Sovereign Wealth Fund. The total proposed payout to residents rose to nearly $4,000 after the Senate approved an additional payment aimed at offsetting high energy costs. Senator Mike Schauer proposed hiking payouts further to a total of roughly $5,500. The Wasilla Republican said the proposal would give the Senate room to negotiate the final figure with the House. The history has been it gets negotiated down every single time. So that's the reason I'm saying that I want to see something higher. Another big-ticket addition to the budget came on Tuesday when a coalition of senators proposed a $280 million package for improvements to the Port of Nome and Port of Alaska in Anchorage, along with road products, projects in the Matsu borough. Democratic Senator Donny Olson of Golovin said the state's share of matching funds for an Army Corps of Engineers plan to upgrade the port of Nome was a critical investment. The Corps found that this regional hub, Port at Nome, has the unique opportunity to remote Alaska to improve the viability of numerous uh, Alaska Native communities, strengthen the resiliency of the region, as well as serve as a critical outpost for national security. The original budget proposed by the Finance Committee would have put away $1.2 billion in state savings accounts. But the plan that ultimately emerged from the Senate would take almost as much from savings, according to estimates from committee co-chair Senator Burt Stedman, a Sitka Republican. Senator Jesse Keel, a Juneau Democrat, said he could not support the budget. I can't call myself a good steward of, of Alaskans' money if we're drawing on savings at 100 bucks a barrel. The budget passed by a 15 to five vote. It now heads to the House. Representatives could concur with the budget or appoint a conference committee to work out the differences between the two bodies' plans before sending the budget to the governor. The summer cruise season in Sitka is finally underway. This year, with more than 450,000 cruise passengers predicted for the summer, The city is closing Lincoln Street on the biggest days when 3,000 or more cruise passengers are expected. Amy Ainsley is the city's planning director. She joined KCAW's Brooke Schaefer for the morning interview last week. She says closing the downtown thoroughfare will have ripple effects and commuters should be prepared.
1: Sitka is a a small community, particularly in its developed roadways. And so we're, you know, just kind of going to feel some changes in our traffic patterns and the congestions of our streets and availability of parking
0: in order to address the expected parking and congestion problems the city is incentivizing commuting to work by walking or biking with points and rewards ben huey is the executive director of sitka trailworks his organization is partnering with the city to lead the walk bike win program it's really easy walk bike win is not much of an abbreviation of the programmatic outline. All you have to do is walk or bike, and then you earn gift cards. Huey says Sitkins who commute by walking or biking can track their commutes on the Sitka Trail Works website. The first prize is a gift card to a local coffee shop. The more points end up with bigger gift cards. Points are tallied weekly, and winners can pick up their gift cards at City Hall. Lincoln Street isn't the only street that will be off-limits to cars periodically this cruise season. A section of Sawmill Creek Road will also be rerouted for much of the summer as the state repairs the road and sidewalk. Right now, a schedule of upcoming Lincoln Street closures is available on the City Planning Department's website, but Ainsley says they're developing a bigger interactive calendar they hope to unveil soon. A synthetic opiate called fentanyl is behind an extreme surge of drug overdoses in Alaska. And as Claire Strempel reports for KTOO, overdoses in the state have become so deadly that one of the tools used to fight them has changed.
1: Naloxone is an overdose-reversing drug that's found in opioid emergency kits distributed by the state.
0: This is the box that will save lives, Yeah. yeah.
1: Luke Roman is unpacking a battered cardboard box filled with the new kits at the Glory Hall, Juno's homeless shelter. And for the last several weeks, they've been short on what people casually call Narcan kits. Narcan's the brand of naloxone. Here they are. But this is a new brand of naloxone called Cluxado.
0: Yeah. And I think this is the higher milligram, right?
1: It has twice as much naloxone in each dose.
0: It's eight milligrams, yeah. Is that double? Yeah. Dang, yeah. So here it is, it comes with two, so like four of the old ones, which is good because it is taking like more than one for people, you know?
1: If you haven't seen naloxone before, it looks kind of like that allergy spray that goes up your nose. Except instead of reducing sinus inflammation, this blocks or reverses the effects of opioids. Roman says now that fentanyl is in most of the drugs around here, it takes a lot more to bring people back from an overdose. And they're seeing the effects at the shelter.
0: Personal on-the-ground experience here, let's say I've I've worked at the Glory Hall for two and a half years. um, And in the last year, I've seen 300% more overdoses. Yeah, none of them deadly, thank God. But um, yeah, just a, a lot more overdoses.
1: Fentanyl is more deadly than heroin because it's a lot stronger and in really tiny doses. It exists because there are medical applications for fentanyl where those tiny doses are closely monitored. But it's really dangerous on the street where there's no oversight. Getting that increased dosage of naloxone is part of why these emergency kits were so scarce for a while. And not just in Juneau, but across the state. Carol Fink oversees the state's supply of free naloxone through a program called Project HOPE. Probably about mid-February, we were being cautious with the amount of naloxone we sent out to our partners. Um, We ran out probably in early March. She said finding a higher dosage of naloxone meant the state had to renegotiate with vendors, and that took time. We also didn't realize how quickly we were going to run out because there was a surge a, of opioid deaths in the mat area, and that really brought attention to the issue. That meant there was an increase in demand for the kits. But Fink says the new shipment of Naloxone arrived earlier this month, and the program packed up thousands of new kits to distribute across the state. They're needed. Nearly 300 Alaskans died of an opioid overdose last year, and most of those deaths involved fentanyl. From a public health perspective, this is unprecedented. And the state of Alaska and the health officials, we are very concerned. It's not slowing down either. The state's drug task force seized twice as many grams of fentanyl in the first three months of this year than it did in all of 2021. And to be clear, the shortage was just of that free naloxone through Project Hope. People could still get the drug with a prescription. Dolores Van Borgendien works at an addiction treatment clinic in Juneau. She traces the explosion of fentanyl in Alaska back to about a year ago. Over the course of two weeks last April, the number of her patients with fentanyl in their urine went from 2 percent to nearly 14 percent. She says now it's more than half. What we're seeing on the street, what we're seeing in our toxicology, what are, what we're hearing from our patients, okay, preempts anything that comes out kind of publicly, you know, she says naloxone and efforts like recent drug busts across the state help slow deaths down. But the pace is relentless. You just feel every single day. I think, I think everybody who, who's involved in this, we, you just feel as if you're paddling upstream. You're not making any headway. Naloxone is only a short-term fix to the most acute symptom of addiction. It gives people like Van Borgendien time to connect people who use drugs to the other resources they need for long-term recovery. Things like treatment, housing, and access to mental health care. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Claire Stremple.
0: And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or hear our stories again on our website at kcaw.org. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Time is coming up on 8.01. This is Morning Edition on Raven Radio. KCAW Sitka few things happen.